This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. As we all know, the music industry has become a harder and harder place for people to make a living, especially musicians. But one of the hardest things about being a musician is that it's one of those jobs in our culture that doesn't come with health insurance, a 401k, or a safety net of any kind. Welcome to the future of what? I'm your host, Portia Sabin, president of the independent record label, Kill Rock Stars. Support for the future of what comes from Merch Table. Since 2002, Merch Table has operated and managed online stores for hundreds of successful musicians, record labels, comedians, artists, and small businesses. Big or small, set up shop today by visiting merchtable.com. In 1989, the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences stepped into this gap by creating the Music Cares Foundation. NARIS is also known as the Recording Academy, or more generally, as the people who bring us the Grammy Awards. It's all coming up on the future of what? Support for the future of what comes from Sound Exchange. We're pleased to be able to speak today with the president of NARIS, Neil Portnow. Neil, thanks for joining us on the future of what? My pleasure. Nice to speak with you as well. Absolutely. So, can you please start by telling us why the Music Cares Foundation was created and what it does? Well, Music Cares was created almost 25 years ago because we had found actually an interesting story. There was a clarinet jazz player named Woody Herman, very famous, very successful in terms of a great reputation, great career. And he had passed away. And the family did not have the financial wherewithal to take care of his funeral, which was really a a staggering thought and piece of information. And so it really resonated with the Academy at that point and started us to be thinking about, well, how does that happen? And what do people like that do? And what happens even in a a bigger situation where somebody has a financial need, a medical need, et cetera, et cetera. So we established Music Cares in 1989 to provide a safety net of support for members of the music industry in those times of financial, medical, and personal hardship. So in 2002, the Academy acquired the Musicians' Assistance Program. Can you tell us about how that's different? Sure. Musicians' Assistance Program, which is known as MAP, this is a charity that was founded in 1966 by a terrific guy by the name of Buddy Arnold. Buddy was a jazz musician for most of his career, and Buddy had his own personal issues and demons with addiction and managed to pull himself through that and fully recovered and decided to spend the rest of his career in helping other musicians and music people who had befallen that same terrible scourge of addiction and substance abuse. So he started this program, which was relatively small, but had a great impact in the music community. And when I started here at the Academy in 2002, I thought it would be terrific for us to combine forces, two plus two equaling five. Let's, since we do similar kinds of work, let's try to do this together. And so 
in 2004, uh, we formed the Music Cares MAP Fund, which was a merger of MAP with Music Cares, the portion of Music Cares that did substance abuse and addiction recovery. And we've continued to provide access to those services to music people in need ever since then. So what kinds of things does Music Care Foundation cover? Well, you know, we cover all kinds of things. It could be, you know, very simple where let's say you're a musician and you've broken your foot and you can't go to work. You can't make the gig. And what are you going to do? You know, most musicians are independent contractors. They don't have insurance. They don't have regular pay situations. So you can come to Music Cares. It's confidential. It's anonymous. Nobody knows about this. So there's no embarrassing elements about it. And we could take care of your financial needs while your ankle is healing. That would be one idea. Of course, the substance abuse and addiction recovery is is the far other end of the spectrum where, in fact, we actually are saving lives, where we will step in and do whatever is necessary, whether it be interventions, placing people in situations where they can get rehabilitation and back on their feet and you know survive uh, that terrible chronic disease of addiction. So if there's a musician listening to this show today who needs help, how do they get connected with Music Cares? It's very simple. We have a website, which is musiccares.org. We have a page on that website, which is called Who We Are and Contact Information, and that will provide toll-free phone numbers to actually phone in, contact our staff, talk about your issues, and get us involved so that we can be helpful. And we encourage and hope that people do that to the extent that they have a need. That's what we're there for. And is anyone ineligible or is everybody eligible for this program? The guidelines are pretty broad for eligibility. It's basically five years of work in the industry. In other words, you know, we're talking about people who genuinely are engaged in the music industry. So this could be non-consecutive years. It could be, we also acknowledge credits on six records or CDs or videos. And the guidelines apply to any professional who works in the music industry, whether it's you're a bus driver or you're an engineer, songwriters, musicians, production crew, managers, label employees, etc. Wow. That's really far-reaching. I really... That's terrific to know. It is. We're very proud of it, by the way. Yeah, you should be. So can you share with us any particular success stories that you know about? Well, the success stories are realized really on a daily basis. When you think about this past year, for example, we have touched over 13,000 music people in the last year. And each one of those individuals had a unique situation that we addressed. That said... As I indicated a little earlier, this is a confidential service. So we make sure that people who receive the service know that it is confidential and stays with us. So therefore, we don't share specific stories on a regular basis unless we have permission from a client directly. But many of the clients go on to talk about this themselves on their own websites and so on and so forth. The other piece of information I think is important here is that in the last year, we reached a milestone of the charity providing the largest amount of financial aid in our history, which was 
over four and a half million dollars, and that includes 1.2 million specifically in addiction recovery aid. Oh wow, that's fantastic! And you served over 13,000 people. Correct. Wow, that is those are great statistics. Thanks. We're very proud of it. So how has the Affordable Care Act changed the landscape for musicians these days? Well, you know, many more individuals have access to affordable health care because of that, and it allows us to focus on basic living expenses or other needs when a music person's facing a major medical situation. So that's the good news, although even with access to insurance, premiums and co-pays can be a bit of a struggle for our clients to cover and we offer assistance in that realm as well. And we also offer assistance in sort of navigating what that's all about in terms of the healthcare system and the details of that. We, we actually do regular seminars and give information to our folks who want to help figure out how they qualify, what they can do, and we help them to, to understand all of that infrastructure. I often see concerts being given by musicians where it says that it's a benefit for music cares. So, you know, all the money made at the door or a portion made at the door will go to music cares. And I know that you guys have a gala fundraiser every year during Grammys week, which is your person of the year, right? Music care person of the year. Correct. So, you know, the big night, the music cares person of the year tribute, it's held two nights before the Grammy awards. And the idea is we honor an artist and we raise funds for music cares programs. We honor iconic artists who've made great contributions to to music, but who are also philanthropic themselves, which sort of defines a person of the year. And it's you know, it's our biggest night. Last year when we honored Bob Dylan, we raised in excess of seven million dollars for the charity that night. This year it's the twenty sixth anniversary and our music cares person of the year is gonna be honoring the incredible Lionel Richie for his career-spanning work in music, but also his charitable work. So we expect, well, let's put it this way, Lionel's hoping to break that record. Uh, he's a competitive guy, and he's talking about, <laughs> come on, let's, let's make even more for the charity than we ever have. So knowing him and how um, dedicated he is and knowing the kind of a night that it's become within the industry wouldn't surprise me if we reached that uh, milestone, and we hope so. Beyond that, there are many, many different events and activities and just general contributions that come in, and it's very simple. That same website, musicheers.org, you can check in on that at any time, and you'll find the details in order to make a contribution, which, of course, we would always welcome and greatly appreciate. Neil Portnow is the president of NARAS, that's the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, otherwise known as the people who bring us the Grammys. Neil, thank you so much for everything that you do and for being on The Future of What? Well, thanks, Portia, and we appreciate the coverage and the fact that you give us uh, another platform, another way to get to people so they understand the value of this wonderful organization. And we look forward to uh, seeing you Grammy week and wish everybody a happy new year. And thanks for your support for Music Cares. Thanks, Neil. Take care.
That was Mind Whole by Numbers. If you're enjoying this program, please subscribe to our show on iTunes and leave us a review. To find out what's coming up next, follow us on Twitter at KRSFOW. Want an even closer look at issues we talk about on the show? Our monthly newsletter will keep you informed about news, upcoming events, episodes, and more. You'll also have access to exclusive offers and behind-the-scenes looks. Sign up at killrockstars.com slash thefutureofwhat and win a Future of What t-shirt. Music Cares and MAP both operate with complete confidentiality for their clients. It speaks well of both programs, therefore, that some of the people who've benefited from their services are willing to speak with us today. Michael Farr is a former musician and touring photographer. He has benefited from the Music Cares Foundation, and he joins us today. Michael, thanks for coming on The Future of What? Hello, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. So tell us how Music Cares helped you. Tell us your story. Okay, yeah, my story is I was in many bands here in Los Angeles, California, where I'm from. I grew up in L.A. and was, you know, super interested. Music was always kind of my master, so to speak. And I really, really thought that in some ways I would want to be in the music industry and I didn't know which. And so I played in bands and got involved in photography, went to Art Center and got a degree in photography and started touring with bands and shooting pictures and found that to be great. And then, you know, the whole kind of aspect of sex, drugs, and rock and roll kind of came true for me. And the drugs, the drug part actually became a real problem for me. And so addiction kind of just really got a hold of me. And, you know, it, it just really became the, the life challenge that, you know, I experienced. We all have challenges and that one was mine. And it kind of just took me to some pretty bad places. And I was introduced to Music Cares because I was at a crossroads and they offered to help me. That's fantastic. And how many years ago was that? That was over 10 years ago. And what had happened was my addiction had led me into incarceration. And I had gotten out of, I had been released from prison and I had literally nowhere to go. And I was sober at the time and I had resigned myself to recovery. I, I had had some experience in the recovery process prior to a relapse and and I just was kind of I was just really bewildered and I had literally no place to go. I went I went to a, a donut shop that was across the street from where I was released and I was wearing some other inmates clothing and I had zero money and the guy I guess was used to that scene coming towards him and very sweet gentleman and he said, I'll give you some donuts and I'll give you enough money to make a phone call, you know, will that help? And I said, sure. And I called, I, I had had an experience with a guy named Harold Owens at Music Cares. Prior to that, he was just a gentleman on a phone. I never met him. I just knew him by telephone and he was the sweetest guy and he just had this calm demeanor, but he also knew what I was going through. He had a similar experience as me and, and had conquered it. And I just I couldn't get him out of my head. And I just thought, man, I'm going to call this guy, you know, Harold. And, you know, I, I had kept in contact with him for some reason. It was just a weird thing. And I, I liked him and I didn't know him, but I wanted to talk to him. And there were occasions where, you know, during my relapse, life was okay. And I would call him and life was bad. And I would call him and he kind of was just walking hand in hand with me in a, in a really kind of strange manner. 
And so I did. I called him. I used that money and gave him a call. And he was happy to hear from me and asked me a few pertinent questions. You know, basically, am I willing to do what it takes to, to get sober again? And and I said, yes, I was. And and he helped me. You know, he got me into a sober living that night, actually. He asked me if I could get to L.A. I was in Ventura at the time. And I said, I'll do, I'll do anything it takes, you know. And got to Los Angeles. He told me to go to a meeting, a 12-step meeting. And I did that. And then he said, I got you a, a bed at this place in L.A. And, you know, they, they took care of me. They, they paid my rent for some time so I could get, you know, my feet under me and, you know, kind of shake off being incarcerated and also, you know, just kind of starting a whole new life. And that's actually, you know, they, they did that for me. And I promised that I would, I would somehow return that to them and been fortunate enough to be able to do them and, and represent them in the way that I do now. How do you represent them now? Tell us about that. Yeah. So, you know, during, during the course of my recovery, I started working in a production for, format. I needed to kind of put the, the guitar down and the camera down. It was sort of driven by ego. And I, I, that was, that was something that was problematic for me in my recovery. I I couldn't kind of access that right away. I needed needed to just walk away from it and let it come back. So I started working in production because I still love music. And I met a few people that were sober who were working in certain festivals and stuff. I started working for Coachella and then started hosting meetings backstage with Music Cares at Coachella. We have a VIP safe harbor room and for musicians and crew. And that evolved into, so I was hosting meetings there every summer during show days, and it was great. We had really good turnouts, and it's been getting more and more popular as the years go on. I've been with the Coachella Festival now. This will be my ninth year this year. And, and anyway, what happened was that evolved into Kevin Lyman, who runs the band's Warp Tour. He had noticed that he needed Organically, there was meetings happening on his tour, and he thought it would be a good idea to just make it a real thing. So he called Music Cares and said, hey, you know, I'd like to start a meeting out here. I'd like to get somebody who's, you know, used to touring and, and you know, good with, you know, the young people and also kind of has, you know, so, you know <laughs> who would be willing to kind of get his ass kicked out on the road <laughs> and, and be a sober companion, you know, be a kind of a sober counselor on the tour for people who are sober and want to stay that way. And also for people who, you know, he would see a lot of people who had problems and know where to go. So my hat got, my, my name got thrown in that hat and I became the, <laughs> the winner. <laughs> so and I've been doing that now for six years. So I go out on the road and I, I represent Music Cares, and I tell the kids what it's about and what we do, and then I also have meetings every night of the tour, and I'm available for people who have, you know, all kinds of different addiction problems. It's not just drugs and alcohol, it turns out. There's a lot of other things going on that relate to the process that I've gone through to kind of find who I am and find some self-love and and stop the, you know, stop the self-hate, you know, the destruction and of myself. And a lot of kids have that going on, you know, whether they're cutters or whether they're using drugs or whether they're, you know, eating problems or sex addictions or whatever. It kind of, it kind of just goes across the board. And it's amazing. I've found, you know, somehow this curse that I had prior to getting sober turned into a blessing and an asset. So 
I'm able to help people, and I do that through Music Cares, and it's really, really amazing. Michael, that's so inspirational. It's such a beautiful story. I'm so grateful that you shared it with us. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate that. I'm glad that I got to talk to you today. Thank you so much. Thanks for what you do and keep doing, and yeah, I love it. I love it, man. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have hope. And I know that if I can do it, if I can change my life, which was basically just about to be gone, you know, anybody can. I'm not special. I'm not exceptional in any way other than I just know it's possible. And, you know, I think that's a message that people need to hear is that they're not alone and there's people that will love them until they learn to love themselves, you know? So that's what I try to do. Fantastic. Well, thank you. I appreciate your time so much. Yeah, I appreciate you too. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks for coming on The Future of What? You're welcome. If you're enjoying this program, please subscribe to our show on iTunes and leave us a review. To find out what's coming up next, follow us on Twitter at KRSFOW. Jennifer Witt is the Artist Relations and Hospitality Coordinator with the Wanderlust Festival Brands. Jennifer, welcome to The Future of What? Thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for being here and thanks for sharing your story with us. Would you like to just dive right in and and tell us how Music Cares helped you? Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't even aware that Music Cares kind of existed until, you know, because I, I, before I got onto Wanderlust, I I worked freelancing for a lot of festivals. So while I was working Coachella, I learned about Music Cares because they were running the sober meetings backstage. And I just recently started on my path of sobriety and it was a a tremendous resource to me. And then as I became more familiar with the people that work with Music Cares, I started to learn the other services that they provided for people in the music industry. So that's how I became familiar with Music Cares. And what did they do for you? Oh my gosh, they saved my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I had had an accident and broke a tooth and they put on half of a fake tooth. So for all of my life, you know, I've had half of a fake tooth. And I guess about two years ago, I started getting infections in my gums. I couldn't figure out what it was, what was going on. You know, I've never had a cavity, very, I'm kind of anal about dental hygiene. So I went to a dentist and they said, well, what's happening is where that initial fracture was, it's kind of refracturing. The cement is breaking open. So bacteria is getting inside of it and you're getting, uh, this is a really sexy story, isn't it? (laughs) And, uh, you know, you're, you're getting these infections in your gums and here's how we, you know, here's what we need to do. We need to do a root canal and this and that and the other. And I was uninsured at the time. So, uh, you know, a root canal is thousands of dollars. I decided to go to dental schools. And for about a year, what I kept doing, which I do not recommend to anyone, I think I put myself through a lot more suffering than was necessary, but I kept going in and getting partial root canals. And then they would say, okay, come back and get get, get it completed. But I never had the money to do that at the time. So then I would just wait until it would get reinfected again. I would go back in and I was going to have to do this again, you know, and that happened three times. And finally, you know, a friend of mine who works with music cares said, why don't you just apply and see if, if they can help you out? And I went through the application and they did, they gave me the money to actually get the entire thing completed and, you know, to get all the other necessary dental work done as well. And my mouth has been very happy since June. (laughs) Wow. So this is recent. This is a recent story. Very recent. Yeah. Very recent. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, that's fantastic. That's incredible. And that's a really good story for our listeners to hear because... 
You know, we just spoke to Michael Farr, who you may know from the backstage sober meetings because he runs those on Warp Tour and also at Coachella. So, you know, he he covered the sort of addiction portion, which is more what you think when you think, you know, rock and roll and the lifestyle and everything. But the truth is exactly like your situation. I mean, everybody has these crazy things happen to them. You just never know. It's such a tremendous resource because, uh, you know, music cares understands that there are things that people in the industry run up against and not having insurance is kind of a, when you're freelancing a lot, you, even if you're a musician or, or working production or any kind of aspect of it, you run up against these things and recovery is a tremendous resource, but there are also other things that, you know, people kind of need help with and they address that as well, which is a really beautiful thing about the organization. The more I learn about music cares, the more fascinated I am with the work that they do. Yeah, it's it's really impressive to me too. And I feel like they do so much of it under the radar. You know, people don't know so much about it, which is why we're doing this radio show. We want to try to increase the visibility a little bit, you know, so that maybe some people listening will be like, oh, hey, I have, you know, a tooth yeah, that's absolutely. rotting out of my head. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe I could get some help. <laughs> this is my moment of fame. This is what I'm going to about. <laughs> right, the non-sexy Forever. version of, of making your way to fame, right? <laughs> Right. <laughs> but if you can help somebody else, then it's totally worth it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jennifer, do you want to say anything else about your experience or Music Cares? I guess I'm really grateful that they are in existence and that they, you know, are kind of so selflessly doing what they do to help people. It really, especially in these times, at least I can only speak for myself, but I can look around at what's happening on the planet and get rather cynical and start to feel rather powerless and kind of hopeless. And then those small but very significant actions that people do in service kind of puts things back into perspective and you remember that there is love and graciousness out there and people really do care. So I just want to say thank you to Music Cares because it kind of reopened my my mind and my eyes and my heart to that. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and for being on The Future of What? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That was Vibrational Match by Marnie Stern. Support for the future of what comes from Merch Table. Kill Rockstars has partnered with Merch Table for almost six years now, and they've come through for us in a lot of ways. Like when the comedian Kurt Brownoller wanted a face towel with his face on it. Merch Table found a way to make this, and it's been one of our most popular items in our mail order store. KRS loves Merch Table. 
Andrew Jocelyn is a composer, orchestrator, and violinist who lives in Seattle, and he joins us on the phone now. Andrew, welcome to The Future of What? Thank you so much for having me, Portia. So today we're talking about Music Cares and MAP and all the great stuff that they do, and I know that they have helped you out. So can you share your story with us? Yeah, absolutely. So a little bit more background about me. So yes, composer, arranger, and violinist, but I do a lot of scoring work for different artists as well. And I mean, just to name a few, I worked with Mark Lanigan, Macklemore, and Judy Collins. And I'm also on the board for the Pacific Northwest Grammy chapter. And my relationship with Music Cares, for the longest time, I, I didn't really understand the program or I didn't know much about it. But at the beginning of 2015, my apartment burned down <laughs> while I was away down in California visiting my sister in San Rafael. And I, it was it was a very particularly traumatic and devastating fire just because it's like my girlfriend and I at the time, but we were both independent musicians. So taking time off work means you're not getting paid. And especially when you're dealing with something that devastating, you know, we lost albums that, you know, you sell independently. I had lost scores of music that I can't replace just because it was all handwritten and, you know, old recordings and equipment. And, you know, the one thing that's difficult is a lot of musicians, they don't realize with insurance that you have to insure your musical instruments and your musical gear separately uh, away from renter's insurance. Oh. <laughs> renter's insurance refuses to cover anything that's even remotely business related. I did not know that. That's good that you're telling us that. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I've learned in the process of that. So I have my own music studio where I do like my scoring and stuff. So it was kind of like a no brainer to, you know, insure all that equipment. But when the fire happened, so lost everything and also lost my cat, which Aww. was, I think that was like the emotional, that was the emotional fallout that was just like really hard to deal with. And with all of that, literally, I was dealing with insurance attorneys because it was a situation where it was a, it was essentially negligence on behalf of the landlord wow. that the fire happened. Oh, wow. So, so in that situation, I'm dealing with attorneys, I'm dealing with so many things and I'm having to take time off from work and essentially my my one way of making money being a musician to handle you know all the <laughs> essentially the nuclear fallout from this fire right so the thing that was incredible is you know one of my fellow board members with the Grammy Foundation was insistent that I talk to music cares and you know for a while I was just like no 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 I got to handle this like I you know, it's fine. It's fine. I'm going to let the insurance kind of run its process and do what it's supposed to do, which actually turned out to be one of the most disappointing things is just insurance. Like I said, they wouldn't cover a lot of musical equipment. Another thing with insurance, especially with renter's insurance is the coverage doesn't cover the property. It covers all the services in reclamation of that property. Hmm. So for example, like if you have cleaners come in the clean smoke damage of all your books that comes out of the property coverage. So maybe you have $50,000 worth of property that you can, you know, get back. But if like, you know, the cost of services is like 40,000, it's like, Oh, you're only going to get $10,000 worth of stuff back. Wow. So anyway, like just, just the sheer amount of stuff I had to deal with and learn especially as an independent musician on top of like trying to keep my business going. And 
I think the thing that was difficult is during that time, I, you know, I, I lost out on two very large clients that I was doing orchestral work for their albums. And, you know, each were like 10 K plus gigs and I couldn't, I couldn't do them because literally I was handling insurance paperwork, talking to attorneys and, you know, talking to fire inspectors about the fire. (laughs) So I, I reached out to music cares and I was skeptical at first because I was like, I don't know what they're going to be able to do for me or uh, how they're going to be able to help. So I just kind of just ran with it and was like, well, you know, let's, let's see what they can do. So I called them up and the, the great thing is the, the application process was really quick and easy. And essentially they just want to confirm that you are either a full-time musician or a significant portion of your income is professionally derived from music. Right. So, and I uh, obviously fit the bill and they were able to essentially with my whole situation, they were able to cover essentially living costs. They were able to help me like rebuild, get just like normal, like food, uh, housewares, you know, like I went to Macy's and like target and just like Ross to pick up like new bed sheets and random stuff. And they're like, okay, just give us your credit card statements and we'll reimburse you for anything that's directly related to you rebuilding your house and rebuilding your home. Wow. So, you know, depending on the situation, they'll kind of value it at like, hey, we can help you with up to this much money. And then, you know, so that was like immediately just super helpful. It's like, oh my God, okay, thank you so much. Because it's like all my money was tied up in, you know, trying to figure out where we were living and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, it was just, it was incredible having that service immediately available, especially to musicians where it's like, when you're independent, you're, you know, it's, there's no real, you know, benefits on the side other than getting free tickets to shows and you can, you know, you get, you get, you can, you can tour with and do really cool stuff. But like in terms of just like job security or like actual job benefits, it's like, you're not, you know, you're not getting health benefits and stuff unless you're paying out of pocket for it. So anyway, like having, having a service like music cares readily available was like, completely invaluable. And then I think after that, the thing, the, so that was like the initial help that music cares really gave me. But I think the real, real thing that helped me this last year was, you know, it was a lot of processing, you know, to deal with that loss and just like, you know, as an independent musician, just, you know, you're, you're dealing with so many topsy turvy, you know, things just in regards to money as a, as a freelancer that, you know, having three months of not working because I'm trying to deal with insurance and stuff was like really hard. So they actually set me up with like a therapist to kind of help talk me through stuff to kind of help process like everything I was dealing with. And I, they covered all of it. Wow. Every, you know, every, every single session that I went to, like, I think that alone, like, I mean, that just, I, I think it just astounded me that like they, Literally, I would just go and Music Cares is like, yeah, that's totally fine. We'll just pick up the bill. We got you. You know, whatever you need to do to get back on your feet, like mentally, physically, and financially, we 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 got you. So that is awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And since then, I've just been a, an absolute advocate for Music Cares because there there there's no like, you don't have to be a Grammy member. You don't have to. You just have to be a musician. So it's like there's been friends of mine that have gotten in car accidents and they can't play anymore or there's this or there's so many people that 
over the course of the last year that they've gotten into pretty bad situations. And I just immediately like, Hey, here's the, the, the number for music here is just give them a call that you have nothing to lose. Like I never want to sound like I'm, it, it always kind of sounds kind of creepy when you're like, Oh, call this service. But it's like, honestly, the it's, it's such a great foundation that it's like, I, you know, I, I'm, maybe I'm not selling it well enough, but it's, <laughs> it's just, they're, they're really good people. And that, I mean, I can't, I can't thank them enough for how they helped me through my weird year. <laughs> that is, that's wonderful. No, I think you're doing a great job of selling them. And, you know, that's what we're doing on this show today is we're really trying to talk to a lot of people who've been helped in several different ways so that people, musicians out there can understand that, you know, it's not just drug rehab. It's not just if you get sick. There's actually so many things that happen to people that Music Cares can help with. Right. So I think your story has been terrific. And thank you so much for sharing it with us. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Andrew Jocelyn is a composer, orchestrator, and a violinist who lives in Seattle. Andrew, thanks so much. Thank you.
That was Plus 81 by Deerhoof. Scott Patterson is a tour manager, and he joins us today. Thanks for being with us on The Future of What, Scott? Ah, thanks for having me. I appreciate you asking. So today we're talking, as you know, about Music Cares and all the work that they've done helping people out. And you have been a recipient of what they do, so we wanted to hear your story. The short story is I went in and had a physical, my first annual physical, and lo and behold, they came back and told me 